Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to News Fighters for today, December 3rd, 2021. News Fighters is a comedic look back at the big stories of the week in Australian news, media and politics presented by me, Dylan Bain, the Greg Hunt of clip-based news comedy. Anyways, it's the last episode of the year and as a special Christmas treat for me, I've got on someone I've always wanted to have on the show... All the way from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, it's uh, singing sensation B.A. Johnson. I kind of tricked myself by saying you can have a lot of beer if you if you write songs. So I'll put beer in a room <laughs> and then I'll go drink the beer and then I'll play guitar. And usually the songs are kind of bad, but I'll just do it every day. And then eventually it's like mining for gold. But first, before Santa gets here, there's another new arrival. Good evening. The new variant of COVID-19 is now in the community. Tonight, Omicron arrives in Sydney. The Omicron variant has reached Australia. Yes, the Omicron variant has arrived in Australia. What do we know so far? Right now, little is known about this new variant. We don't know enough yet about it. We don't know a lot about it, to be honest. What we do know about Omicron um, is really... Uh, not enough. The severity of Omicron is still unknown. It's too early to say how dangerous B11529 will be. The answer is we don't know right now, but we're going to find out for sure. There's a lot more that uh, we don't know and that we need to find out. We do know it's transmissible. Uh, we don't know still about the, the vaccine effectiveness. We don't know about severity. All right, so we don't know anything about it, so can't be too dangerous, right? It could be the most dangerous COVID strain yet. The dangerous new strain of COVID. Potentially dangerous strain. Of course, being Australia, the first thing we uh, kicked into action with was our contact tracing. Health officials scrambling to track the movements of a woman in her 30s with the Omicron strain who spent two days in the community. Shopping at Coles Top Ride, Westfield Parramatta, IGA, Pizza Hut and KFC North Wyong. Yes, and of course, the worst thing about getting COVID-19 at the KFC is you don't know whether the vomiting, uncontrollable diarrhoea and stomach pains are from the COVID-19 or the KFC. 
Uh, now, I just want to take this opportunity to say, uh, please, for the love of God, can the pandemic be over? Because I've made that joke three times in the last two years already. Anyways, I definitely need a holiday, but thankfully with us being like over 90% fully vaccinated here, this Omicron thing's not going to get in the way of us having a summer holiday, is it? (laughs) Just as they were reopening, Australia's borders are being slammed shut again. Australia joining other countries reinstating border restrictions. Jono, we were just reopening to the world. Is Fortress Australia back? Georgie, more travel restrictions will be on the cards if the health advice warrants it. Yes, looks like the closest I'm going to get to a skiing holiday this year is watching Pingu on the couch again. Anyways, so right, uh, so right, so they're not going to let in tourists, I get, I gather, but surely like migrants and uh, uh, international workers are still going to be let in, right? Skilled workers, humanitarian visa holders, and international students will be barred from entering the country for another two weeks. Two-week pause on international students and migrant workers who are due to start arriving from tomorrow. Geez, you'd hate to get that call on the way to the airport. Yeah, sorry, driver, can you just pull over here and uh, uh, just uh, double park here for two? weeks while I wait for the Australian border to reopen. But anyways, moving on from Omicron, as I hope we can all do very shortly, uh, it was the last sitting fortnight of federal parliament this week. Now, how did that go for the government? The end of a final sitting fortnight the government would rather forget. A messy end to a messy year for the Prime Minister. The government is disintegrating around him. An unseemly last sitting day for the year and possibly the last before the next election. So ends Scott Morrison's worst parliamentary fortnight as Prime Minister. He's had to contend with multiple floor crossings. We've had nine senators and MPs crossing the floor in defiance of the government's legislative agenda. Yes, more floor crossings than at a teenage high school dance. Because the boys and the girls stay on opposite sides of the floor. Yeah, look, it's been a long week. I haven't really had time to flesh out the script properly. But anyways, a lot of coalition MPs are standing aside or being stood down, including this bombshell today. The Morrison government is in crisis tonight with Education Minister Alan Tudge standing aside following explosive allegations of abuse from a former media advisor with whom he had an affair. Alan Tudge completely rejects the allegations. They're wrong, did not happen, and are contradicted by her own written words to me, he said in a statement. Yes, Minister Tudge vehemently denied the allegations and said the events never happened because, you know, here's a guy who'd never try and rewrite history. Oh, no, wait, he's trying to rewrite history with the school curriculum right now. When you look at the history curriculum, it has such a negative view of our history rather than a positive, patriotic, optimistic view of our history. But I want people to come out having learnt about our country with a love of it rather than a hatred of us. Anyways, moving on, who is next to fall from the government this week? Former Attorney-General Christian Porter will quit politics at the next federal election. The former Attorney-General Christian Porter is quitting federal politics. Yes, and I don't know about you, but isn't there something glorious about the mental image of the guy behind the robo-debt scandal queuing up at a Perth Centrelink office next year? Oh, the joy. There'll be something great about the people at Centrelink being like, but who gave you the money in the blind trust? How much is in the blind trust? And he'll be like, I'd rather not say. 
Christian Porter resigning is going to cause some election headaches for the government, though. Christian Porter's WA seat of Pearce was already looking a tough fight for the Liberal Party, which will almost certainly pre-select a woman to contest the next election. (laughs) Good one, Andrew Probin. (laughs) Why would the Liberals start now? Given women make up just 25% of its federal ranks. All right, so two down, one to go. Who's next? After a tumultuous final sitting fortnight... Health Minister Greg Hunt made the announcement we all knew was coming. I informed them that I would not be contesting the next election. I mean, I'm not surprised Greg Hunt's resigning after Scott Morrison called him a rude word. On the 19th of February, Minister Hunt uh, called the EU Health Minister. All right, so with the Parliament sitting over for the year, the government's now going to talk about some of its uh, policy priorities ahead of the election, uh, including this one they announced this week. Online trolls would be unmasked in a social media crackdown that could see companies forced to reveal the identity of anonymous bullies. Yes, no more anonymous social media accounts. Tell you what, a bit of a shame. Greg Hunt could have used one a couple of years ago. The Twitter account of Health Minister Greg Hunt liked a pornographic tweet just after five o'clock this morning. Ministerial staff removed it four hours later. Mr Hunt has referred the matter to federal police. Scott Morrison, who normally defends free speech, had this to say. Free speech is not being allowed to cowardly hide in your basement and sledge and slur and harass people anonymously and seek to destroy their lives. Yeah, he's right. Just think. If we knew everyone's online social identity, how many other politicians would we know like to tweet by BBW Cumpumper69 at 5 in the morning? It'll be countless. Yeah, but I don't know if these laws will make much of a difference. I mean, you don't have to be in a basement to yell abuse at someone. I mean, Albo did it very well this week at Peter Dutton on the floor of the House of Representatives. Uh, sit down. I, I'm sit still down. hearing you sit some buffet. You sit so down. The, I've got the, the call. Of the house I've got the call. The sit down. Anyways, Angus Taylor, the uh, Minister for Emissions Reductions, I guess now wants to reduce the emissions of trolls because uh, he uh, posted this ad this week. We often see anonymous trolls doing the wrong thing online and we wouldn't put up with it in our workplace, at school or on the street. Yeah, it's not like you can just yell at someone that they're a liar on the street. Oh no, wait, wait someone did that to Scott Morrison this week. It was hilarious. Wasting their time or coming back completely negative. So Yeah, and for those of you saying it's a bit harsh that they called Scott Morrison a liar, I do actually have definitive proof that he lied this week. Listen to this clip. I'm really excited to be here in South Australia. Also climbing up the government's pre-election agenda, it seems they want a war with China, maybe. The Defence Minister has ramped up his criticism of Beijing, warning that every Australian city is within striking range of China's missiles. Yes, there would be a terrible price of action, but the analysis must also extend to the price of inaction. If Taiwan is taken, surely the Senkakus are next. If Taiwan was taken back, as Hong Kong has, uh, as I said before, the Senkakus go next. Peter Dutton's right. You know what they say. First go the Senkakus, then next stop Australia. The Senkakus, you've got to take the Senkakus to invade Australia. The Senkakus, very strategic military importance, the Senkakus. I have not researched this at all. I apologise. But it just sounds funny to say. Of course, the reason the government's talking about all these other things is they don't want to talk about the economy. The economy shrank by 1.9% in the September quarter. Yes, with economic news that bad, you expect Labor to sharpen their uh, slogans and get some buzzwords out. What's uh, uh, Shadow Treasurer Jim Chalmers got to say? This is the downturn that we didn't have to have. It comes courtesy 
of Scott Morrison's failures on vaccines and quarantine and economic support. It's not bad, Jim Chalmers, but I think uh, Victorian Labor MP Julian Hill's criticism of Scott Morrison was a bit funnier. He was first in the queue for all other Australians. It was the long far queue for them. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yes, but first, before we get to my interview with music legend B.A. Johnson, a big thank you to everyone on uh, social media who's been reaching out, trying to get me in touch with uh, Barack Obama to get him on the show. He's a uh, number one uh, podcast guest. I mean, B.A. Johnson's going to be great, but uh, Barack Obama, been trying to get him on the show all year, and uh, one of my uh, contacts on social media, can't say who, uh, did send me a phone number, uh, which I've called a couple of times. I've left some messages, but... Um, uh, it hasn't, uh, there wasn't a voicemail, so I don't know, it was just said leave a message, so I don't know if it, if it was Obama, but um, anyway, it didn't get through, but it, it's it's late at night now, it's early in the morning in America, so I thought maybe, maybe we'll just try the number now, see if we can get him. All right, let's, uh, let's I've got it pre-dialed here, all right, let's go hold it up to the mic so you can hear. Oh, oh it's ringing. Hello, President, President Obama? Obama? Yes, it's Dylan from the News Fighters podcast. Oh, I really want, want you to come on the Stop show. No, me. just there's no way I, just, I want to come uh, on your dumb podcast, I, idiot. No, I have to I, get this phone please, number. Just five minutes. I already uh, got a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, you call this number again, uh, and I'll draw and strike your wedding. Uh, now leave me alone. Thank you, former President Barack Obama. Everyone, thank you, Mr. President. All right, now on News Fighters, it's midnight here. It's 9 a.m. in Hamilton, Ontario, and joining me is one of my all-time favorite performers of all time, musician, comedian, performance artist, one-man party machine, a legend of the Canadian live music scene, B.A. Johnson. How is how is that description? How do you how do you describe yourself these days? I don't. I sp- you don't describe yourself? No. Nah. It just makes people not want to see, see it or explore what it is. When I first saw you, I, I was... Backpacking around Canada 2008 and the poster said something like Nintendo folk. And I was like, I got to see this guy. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would have been a clever hook to get people into the show. It worked. Piggyback Nintendo. It got me there. But are you more punk folk or do you, or do you try and lean into the comedy? What are you, what's, what's the angle these days? I mean, no one wants to hear folk music. So I stay away from that generally. Um, And also people hate musical comedians. So I find that's a tough one too. I mostly tell people I'm rock music because people seem to like rock music and they might pay to get in thinking I'm a band. And then maybe like 
some of them will like it. But then, but then people rock up and it's just you and your keyboard and guitar, and it's a. Oh, they're in- disappointed. <laughs> but they're, they paid cover, so I, I'll take it. And I guess just turning to your music, tell us about like how do you write your songs? Some of the lyrics seems to be a lot of honesty in there, a lot of like self depreciation. But how do you do? You just think about what's funny, or um, I mean, you've got like twelve albums, right? How do you, how do you write all these songs? So usually before I do a record, I lock myself in a room with a lot of. I kind of trick myself by saying you can have a lot of beer if you if you write songs. So I'll put beer in a room and then I'll go drink the beer and then I'll play guitar. And usually the songs are kind of bad, but I'll just do it every day. And then eventually it's like mining for gold. Like you get a lot yeah. of gravel, but occasionally you get a golden nugget. Um, can I ask you about a few of your songs? Can we go do like inside the actor's studio? Like, you know, yeah. what I'll say when it, say you say. my brain. All right. So one of my favorites of yours. We're all going to jail except Pete, he's going to die. Ask yourself, we go to see Van Halen. Ask yourself, is David Lee Ross singing the answers? Yes. yes. You want to eat these mushrooms? We're all going to jail except Pete, he's going to die. What's that song about? I traded a record of mine with like a crusty punk kid for mushrooms and then forgot about the mushrooms. And then I saw Van Halen with my friend Pete and we ate them. Nice. And they were the strongest mushrooms I've ever had, ever. Like, And then Van Halen was playing and Pete kind of ran away from imaginary people. And we thought we thought he was going to die for sure. Right. I thought that we were just so high. I thought I would go. And then I wrote, I wrote a song about it. Like Pete was like doing these Van Halen kicks, but he was almost kicking people. And I thought they were going to try and fight us, but I wouldn't have been able to fight anyone. I don't get that high very often. So I was, it was a lot to, it was very intense evening. Yeah, right. And then you decide, and then what, on the way home, you're like, this is going to be a great song. <laughs> but on the way home, I was still so high. <laughs> like, yeah, I kind of always had the idea for the chorus. Like we're all going to go to jail, except Pete, he's going to die. And I kind of was like, I should write about that night because it was just so crazy. And then like a year later, yeah, I knew it was going to be on the next record. Sometimes you get an idea for something and then you keep it there. And then when it's time to, you know, start writing the songs, you have it ready to go. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite songs is yours, Hobo for Life. My philosophy degree, not what it's cracked up to be. Oh, these walls keep closing in now. Trench University should have about overeducation, correct? <laughs> well, it's just I had a philosophy degree. Like I graduated university and it was kind of during a recession. There was no job. So I just kind of felt like I'd be like in a hobo jungle with my bindle stick with my stupid university education. Like there wasn't, they kind of, I, thought, I thought they should give me some of my money back. The philosophy companies aren't hiring anymore. They're not. They're, they're, they're clawing back, I guess. But then you've got that great riff. And te- how do you do the music for it? Because it's just a Casio keyboard. Like someone else it? does it. Oh, okay, right. My buddy Stefan does all the, the beat stuff. Oh, so nice. Guitar I do, and then he does. I'm not a good musician. <laughs> I thought I'd get better, but I'm not. I'm very lazy, and <laughs> I never, I don't, yeah, I'm not very good. I still only know, like, four chords. And it's getting hard to find a new combination how to line them up. I might be a hobo for life. With a sharp ass hobo knife, stabbing people for nickels. Now, I could, uh, is it on one of your albums? I think I've seen you do it live. Uh, I got a deep fryer in my bedroom. Is this based on yep. a true story? This song. I roll over in the middle of the 
night I toss some shrimp in and go back to sleep Then later on when I wake up on delicious deep fried shrimp I shall sup Got a deep fryer in my bed That deep fry in my bedroom is where I used to work in a sushi bar. I was like the fry cook. I made tempura. And you have to deep fry with chopsticks, so you're always having to wash the batter off your hands. And they would tell me that the fry cooks would get confused and then wash their hands in the oil. And I was always so tired and hungover that I was always <laughs> catch yourself about to put your hand in the oil. And then so it felt like the deep fryer was in my bedroom just because I wanted to go to sleep so badly. And I had to deep fry stuff all day long. So tell us about your touring career. How long have you been touring for? Yeah, I mean, I've been touring for 18 years in a, in a van and on, I used to tour on the bus. I mean, with COVID, I play mostly people's backyards now yeah. um, because the bars were closed forever and I needed money. So I started <laughs> playing driveways and backyards, which I played a lot of them. I think I did like 65 backyard shows in 2022. 20 and then probably about the same this summer um so yeah so now i now i entertain people on their driveways for money and so you just say i'm coming to this town and then people pay you to pay in their driveways is that how is that how it works and this works really well yeah like yeah i'll be like i'll be in this area if it's really far away and then i'll play like all the people who want me to play their driveways if i'm near hamilton i just play a lot of hamilton driveways or places near Hamilton's driveways because mm. Hamilton's kind of in the really busy population wise, the very dense part of Canada. So there's tons of places, tons of driveways out here. And yeah, tell us about Hamilton. You're famous for being from Hamilton. Yeah. Out one of your early albums is called Stairway to Hamilton. For those of us who don't know Hamilton, I've been to Toronto. Been to Hamilton. No, what's, what is it? What is it like? It kind of was a lovable dump for a long time. It was just kind of a very charming, cheap, a wonderful place to live because it was kind of falling over the whole city. But now Toronto, which is our capital city, got so expensive, they all moved to Hamilton, which has made it less cheap and more Toronto-y. So all the hipsters moved in? Yeah, but also just like doctors. But they all <laughs> bought up like the crummy parts of the city that used to be really cheap and now everywhere is expensive. Yeah, no, that's kind of... The housing prices in Canada and Australia are both out of control everywhere. There's, yeah, no, way, there's, just, no. there's no way to live. <laughs> There is no, no, that's why I live with my mom's. <laughs> and then you were talking about doing driveway shows. Uh, what's happening there with COVID? Like we're just opening up here after a lockdown. Are people excited for going back to shows? Is stuff back to normal? No, it's not back to normal. Um, it's kind of tough because you can have 20,000 people to go to a hockey game, but you still have to be seated in half capacity at a music venue. What? That's crazy. Yeah. It makes a lot of, makes no sense. So I got to play to 50 people in a bar. They have to be seated at tables. But if I wanted to go see like the Toronto Blue Jays play baseball, there can be 50,000 people in the stands without masks. Yeah, right. I think because they have more more money than I do, so they can more <laughs> successfully lobby the government to get people to do these things. So, yeah. So, and then there's also people that are very scared to go to bars. And there are also people that can't go because they won't, they are not going to get vaccinated. So you basically lose half the people anyway. It's yeah, a lot right. easier just to play their lawns. To be and their driveways, yeah, yeah. You don't have to ask a lot of questions. You kind of dance on their driveway for a bit. They give you $200 and you drive you back to your mom's house. 
That's perfect. Um, it is quite, quite relaxed. It's quite, it's much better. And speaking of driving around, you've got a web series uh, called Ham Jam. Tell us what this is yeah. about. Uh, well, our, one of our big TV cable providers needed to give money to, for local television. And they, <laughs> so they gave me all this money. But, and I thought we were rich. I was going to have all this money. I was all excited. I'm going to be on TV nice. and keep all this money. And then it turns out it costs a ton of money to make a TV show. So I kept no money. But I, well, I made a TV show. I mostly I eat submarine sandwiches. I don't know if you guys have submarine sandwiches. Yeah, Subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subway's trash. You got to have. That's all we got here. That's all we got here. No, so picture Subway if it was good. And that's right. kind of, that's what we, because we, Hamilton has like independent submarine sandwich places and yes. like Hamilton has like nine or something, which is kind of weird. Hardy to sub standing up. This is the first, this is the first yeah. one. This one you can tell, that's really like not that processed salami. Like it's not a Schneider's. That actually looks like a real kind of like salami. Okay, so you convinced a TV network to give you money to travel around eating sandwiches. Is this is this correct? <laughs> yeah, they don't care what you do. <laughs> they just want they just need to tick a box that says they made a Hamilton TV show. All right, I need to move back to Canada and start making TV there because that sounds easy. That sounds like <laughs> they would they, they would give you some cash to do it, and they don't care what you do. And then I saw you two with the UK. Uh, how did that come about? And then what did you eat in the UK if you couldn't eat sub sandwiches? <laughs> UK was really easy, like, good. The guy, so there's a guy that produces my records called Matthias Calm, plays in a band called The Burning Hell, and he just, I guess, played somebody my record in the UK, and they liked it, so they just booked me a tour. So I just had to fly over and go in their car, and he drove me around, and all I ate was Greg's. Greg's oh, Greg's, sausage. yeah. Sausage rolls, Those pies. Good. They're like a dollar, and they, I did like a food pill. Yeah. So I ate the I ate them and the vegan ones were even good. So they ran out of meat ones. I ate the vegan ones. Well, sometimes I just got the vegan ones because they kind of more more peppery. Nice. But people said the UK have bad food, but their food was actually pretty good. And how did UK audiences react to? Because you, you they're confused. <laughs> I mean, the shows were confusing because no one knew how to book me. So like, I would open for like one night. I opened for a grindcore. No, I headlined over a grindcore <laughs> band called Bird Flesh, and then the next day I played like a mental health folk music benefit right they were did not know what was gonna happen and then i was like jumping on the bar and like drinking from the the pub taps yep and people thought like a friend of mine was like they're gonna get really mad but they didn't get mad they kind of they thought they think they thought it was fun i don't know if they understood what i was talking about but (laughs) i think they like to watch me dance around crazy awesome okay where can everyone uh thanks for your time where can everyone no my pleasure yeah where can everyone uh, find your music? Uh, what are the links? What are your socials? All the plugs. I'm on the internet. Um, it's old B.A. Johnson on Instagram, B.A. Johnson on Facebook, B.A. Johnson on Twitter, B.A. Johnson.ca on the World Wide Web and all my stuff. And I'm on Bandcamp and I'm, I'm, I'm on the internet, Australia. I'm all over. You just got to Google me. Nice. Awesome. All right. Thanks again for uh, being on News Fighters, uh, B.A. Johnson. Canada Canadian pleasure. music it's legend. News Fighters? Fighters. It's my accent. Oh, news- I said News Fighters. And I was like, what have I agreed to be on? <laughs> yes, I just fought at the news. I'm glad it's called that. Um, man, thanks again for making time. My pleasure. Happy to be here.
Anyways, yes, that's News Fighters for today, the 3rd of December, 2021. Uh, big thank you to B.A. Johnson for being on the show. Uh, if you're a fan of fun live shows, go check him out in Canada. He's also got some charity live streams coming up. Um, so check him out on uh, social media. Now, uh, before we go, I just want to say it's uh, the end of the year. Here we are. Uh, this year I've done 40 episodes of News Fighters, uh, 41. I've done 12 bonus episodes, uh, 11, 12 at the end of the month. And uh, I just want to say, um, as an editor, uh, I often feel like I've spent my working career uh, helping make uh, other people's uh, dreams come true. I'm always kind of breaking my back to make other people uh, people's projects reality and this year i decided to um do something for myself and i was going to do news fighters every week and and give it a hundred percent and uh and i did and we got here and so i just want to say a big thank you to everyone uh for listening um but also a big thank you to everyone who helped my dream come true of doing doing a whole year of news fighters every week it's been a it's been a big year. Um, so, yes, absolutely. First and foremost, uh, Beck Melrose and Stefan Pazur. I couldn't have done it without you guys. Um, just always there for me to help with the show. And really those weeks um, when I when I needed good stuff, they were always there for me. So always there to lend a hand. Couldn't have done it without you. And a big thank you to everyone else who's appeared on the show this this year in no particular order. Um, Dan Illick from Irrational Fear, one of my big supporters. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Dom from The Chaser, thank you to everyone at The Chaser for everything they've helped with. And then everyone else, Tom Ballard, Mark Humphreys, Alice Fraser, Craig Rucastle, Chaz Lichardello, Greg Jericho, White Nixon Lloyd, Michael Chamberlain, Sammy Shah, Dave Bluestein. Um, some of the biggest names in comedy in Australia have been like, yeah, I'll go on your stupid little show, sure. <laughs> so big thank you to all those guys. And all those interviews are great. Go back and listen to the old interviews. I'm going to be replaying some of them over the summer in the podcast feed. And there's also a YouTube playlist of interviews. So go check that out. And also I didn't mention with Stefan, there's a YouTube playlist called the Stefan Zone, uh, where you can go listen to all the great um, Stefan segments and Beck Melrose's year in review last week is fantastic so make sure you, you listen to that uh, segment before I do my uh, year in review recap um, uh, uh, in a couple of weeks and also uh, also want to thank everyone else who's been on the show my topical interview guests have just been fantastic Deputy Lord Mayor of Sydney Jess Scully Dr. Monica Barrett from RMIT Ben Spies Butcher from Macquarie University Michael Smith the China correspondent from the Financial Review my first newsmaker interview on the show he got kicked out of China and uh, had a chat to us about that it was fascinating stuff and then I had international correspondents who helped out as well Jonathan Goldsby uh, from Ontario and Canada, Rishi Budrani from Singapore, Joel Dalroy from Deutsche Welle in Berlin. Um, and of course, a big thanks to everyone at Sandspans who came on the show, Joel Zamet, Jackson Bailey, Andrew Levins, Tom Walker. Um, yeah, so look, just a big thank you uh, to everyone who's helped out and been a part of the show. Friends and family who've put up with me being absent and working till 5am on this stupid thing every week. Uh, but yeah, so stick around. I'm going to have some best ofs over the summer. And then, um, oh yes, the year in review episode, uh, recap. I'm going to be releasing a week early on the Patreon. So make sure you, um, you know, big thank you to everyone who's joined our Patreon and helped me pay for my coffee this year. 
Um, so yeah, join our Patreon if you want to uh, get bonus episodes and the end of review, end of year review episode that's coming out. Now, uh, News Fighters will be back next year in some form. I haven't worked out what that is yet. It might not. It probably won't be weekly, to be honest, because it's it takes a lot of time. Um, and uh, it's just. It's really not sustainable, uh, economically, health-wise, a lot of reasons. So, um, look, it might be it might be a shorter show. It might be a couple of times a month. I don't know. I haven't worked that out. I'm going to take a break over the summer and work that out. Um, but uh, I do want to put something in your ears and on your, in your YouTube feeds next year. So stick around, keep fighting, and bye for now. But before we go. It's time for our very last ever whiff of pine. Eating a banana (laughs) is always a bad thing. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.